Hey now, everybody, Leaf Eater here, and I wanted to pop in at the top to let you know that this episode we recorded with Charlie is going to be split into two parts, for two reasons. First, because of our schedules, we want to make sure that we don't miss releasing an episode next week. Second, we recorded this episode for, like, forever. So this week's episode is going to be way more Dota-centric. Uh, shit, nearly the whole thing is jam-packed with Dota stuff. And next week is much more, well... Less about Dota and more about literal shit. So hopefully there's something for everybody. I think. Maybe. Hit me up on Twitter at LeafEater with the feedback or just leave in the YouTube comments. If you're not watching on YouTube, you know, you can, you can watch us there. There's a video version. Or you can uh, listen to us on any of your favorite podcast apps. Leave us a review on the podcast. It really does help us a ton. And uh, we'll read them on the show and we'll send you something if we read it. Like a like an Arcana or like a poster. I don't know. You tell me. I, I'm, I'm here for you. For the people. By the people. Uh, also, check out Share Tangos with Trenton Ziori because they're our sister show and they're really cool. But okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Here's the show. Uh, I'm going to play the intro song. Let, let, let's do it. Thanks, everybody. You're cute. Don't forget that. You're cute. Okay, I, I just assume I start recording. I just assume that we're not starting. Yeah, no. I mean, you never know what could be funny. So just it, it's been it's been on, but I mean, like we can just not talk about what that. We, um, be like, hey. Also, what are we? Uh, are we gonna do? Are we gonna try and cut this in two? Oh, uh, we can see how it goes. Okay. Uh, I, I can like find a spot probably if if, if we want to, but sure. if not, um, whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't really have a time limit. My uh, Valentine's Day plan's gonna shot so. No, I was going to say that I was very happy to spend my Valentine's Day with you two because I can't think of a better way to be <laughs> enjoying Friday night. That's very cute. It's very cute. <laughs> Did you not have any Valentine's Day plans, Joey? The best time to do Valentine's Day plans is the week before because no one's making reservations. Okay. Honestly, it's not about the day. Yeah, it, it really isn't. Honestly, Valentine's Day itself is... is I, I think all holidays are pretty dog shit. Yeah. All holidays are bad. But Jesus was reborn. I'm agnostic. <laughs> But what about baby Jesus, yeah. Charles? I think he died on the other one. Baby I really don't know. White Jesus in his crib, full of his white parents. How many more people can we turn off right immediately? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus wasn't white. All right, all right. You want you want you want to tell me about some real controversial shit? Okay, so have you seen the 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 thing that's popping on Twitter? Is that argument between you know you know the guy? Oh, the guy punching oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so for those that you know are not. Like privy to the tuned in the, the to video? social media or whatever somebody there's a video of a woman on an airplane she has reclined back and recording a guy in the very back of the airplane who so she's reclined back into him like like a normal reclining mm -hmm. amount and he's obviously in the back so his seat doesn't recline it's like up against the bathroom yeah like it can't and recline. he is punching the back of her seat while she's recording him, they're like, they're they're not super hard punches. It's like it's just annoying. It's, like it's just to, to make your chair bounce yeah, up yeah. and down. Yeah. And so you know the the internet debate is is who is the asshole in this situation? Are you gonna tell me the ladies the assholes at the hot take here? No, no. Okay, great. Then I agree with you because <laughs> I kind of hate that guy.
No, I think they're both assholes. Okay. And Are you a non-recliner, Charles? It's no, I easy. fucking recline my seat and I pu- I and I would punch the, <laughs> the, the seat of the person in front of me. I am both of these people. And I think if people were truly honest with themselves, they would say, yes, I see myself in both of you. There's a situation in which I would... Do both of these things. I can't see myself. Maybe the position. threshold for that is a little lower because, like, like we don't know the context of this. We don't know the interactions that have occurred beforehand. But real talk, like, I'm I'm both of these people. <laughs> I recline my seat, and like I've yelled at children on airplanes before. So you know, like I, <laughs> I have no. What did the child do? Charlie. The child was a child. <laughs> Listen, listen. I'm I'm in also being young and uninformed. I'm Joey. also I'm also against children just in, as a in, concept. As a as concept, yeah. <laughs> I think the human race is a plague and we should just stop procreating. Well, that's, that's well, let me just say I'm doing my part. <laughs> yeah, I'm not procreating. So <laughs> well, I feel like uh, well, that, that's the most environmentally friendly thing you can do, right? I mean, I'm curious. going a further step. I just okay. had my uh, I just got my recommendation or uh, referral from my doctor to uh, to get snipped. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, damn. I don't. Uh, I'm going that uh, far. That, wow. I mean, just, but, but here's the uh, thing. Once it's done, then I have very little to worry about. You know? Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would ever go that far because, like, like. I uh, see. Here's the thing. I've thought about this. Is like, uh, I don't want kids, but even if I did want kids, I would adopt. Mm. I have like, I have like enough genetic things that I wouldn't necessarily want to pass on, and then on top of that, like overpopulation, all these sorts of things. It's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so if I wanted to have kids, I'd give somebody else I, a better life, you know? I, I, I get that. My my thing is is that, you know, I just don't want the invasive surgery. Mm. So, you know, I'm just like if it does happen, I'm like the kind like I'm the I'm like super old school. I'm gonna go take my child and like leave them out in the woods. <laughs> it's like, but it's a it's a twenty minute procedure, apparently. Outpatient, how, no problem. How many hoops do you have to jump? Yeah, but I leaving thought- your kid out in the woods is fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's at least a 20-minute drive out into the woods and then 20 minutes back. And you have to, yeah. like, probably, you still have to get it delivered. And plus, you'd have to do it again if you have another kid. Yeah. Me, you know, I'm just eliminating that entire process. Don't they, I thought, I didn't think they'd do that if you're, like, under 30 or something. Like, isn't there a process where, where if you're too young, uh, are you sure? No, I mean, that's what I expected. Yeah. I expected to go to my family doctor and for him to have a serious conversation with me about it. And, you know, uh, like any possible risks, what are my reasons for doing so, yada, yada, yada. I had it all prepared in my head, ready to go. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to get a vasectomy. He's like, okay, give you a referral. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez. I hope you have enough, like, frozen peas in the in the freezer before you get home. <laughs> are, are, are you going to freeze anything? Like just in case, like. No. All right. I think I'm too conceited. If I ever choose to have kids, which I'm almost certain I don't want, like 95. percent Like I want them to be mine. Same. Yeah. Same. I feel I, like my genetics are okay enough. Like there's some there's some dog shit in there. Like they're probably going to be allergic to most things. But like, I think the other stuff can outweigh it. I just want like. Didn't her last episode you talked about how you wouldn't be alive if you were born before the seventies or something? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah, they, they'd be allergic to stuff and then you know not have functioning lungs. But aside from that, uh-huh. you know, 
Mm-hmm. Someone else's genetics are like a total crapshoot. What if, what if like the world goes to shit and you're like your your kid's not like on top of having to fight for food? They need to fight for like an epipen or something. <laughs> We're almost there in our current society. You're like, hey, do you have five hundred dollars? Do you not want to die? Cool. <laughs> Visit my GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> I need insulin. <laughs> Oh man, uh, it's sad because it's true. Man, that's that's wild. Getting getting a vasectomy. I watched my I watched my dad have a vasectomy, and I've never. That's the first time I ever saw him cry. First time I ever saw my dad cry. Really? When it was post vasectomy, he was like on the couch, just like bawling. Wow. Yeah. Why? What? It hurt. Oh. Like oh. a lot. Oh. Oh. It can't be more painful than other dick related <laughs> episodes i've had so you know you'll have to check back in with us because i assume that it might be hey this is a good time to tell you guys that uh uh now that the topic is back on my dick that uh my mom found out i have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> she's like what are you doing for valentine's day i was like well i've actually got to go record the podcast with her friends and she's like wait what's a podcast and so yeah now she knows wait she she didn't know what a podcast was uh, she knew what a podcast was but she didn't know that i had a podcast or where to be able to like get it you know so just to explain to her like how to find it like do you think she's gonna listen now and to check yeah it? yeah so she will be watching hi austin's I'm, mom and austin's i'm mom. and i'm trying to like i've been going through the last like hour or two <laughs> i've been going back through my head like <laughs> where are all the terrible things i've said on this show you know like well if she listens to this one i basically started this podcast <laughs> sounding like the biggest asshole in the world <laughs> You don't want to have kids, and your friends are really mean. Like, don't worry. My mom knows about that stuff. So. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which, the not wanting to have kids or the friends are really both, mean? Both, both. <laughs> she knows who you are, Charlie. <laughs> uh, I, I, found out, uh, I found out that my grandmother follows me on Twitter. Oh, I, no. I, I, I got an email being like, oh, do you really not have a job anymore? Ooh. And I'm like... Not really. <laughs> thanks for thanks for checking up on me. Or like, um, she she also told me like, uh, hey, you know, I'm really worried that you that you know you might be a socialist. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Over ice cream. We're getting ice cream. She's from LAX, and she's like, do you really believe like that like that Bernie person? Because you know that's just really bad for America. And I'm like, oh, oh man. man, you need to. You really gotta just. I'm I'm gonna do a reverse block or something. Did you did you do you like challenge her on that stuff? I do. I no one else challenges her. M- my family's like pretty stereotypically white, which you can just read as racist. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I I'm often the one who challenges them, but I'm also the only one who challenges them. So I often get pushed to the side as like, oh, that's just Joey. He's like the liberal one. He He's the, the crazy lefty. Yeah. yeah so. There's only so far you can go or like make any progress. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. So like my my parents harbor some like like Im- all immigrants are fucking racist. Immigrants are racist <laughs> as well. And like so yeah. My parents <laughs> like my, my, my mom harbors some of that. And like I, I'll I'll go back and I challenge her on that shit. And then it's just like there's a point where, like, no matter how much you talk, it just it it, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really true. You got to really pick your moments. Yeah, and like be so ironclad because the, the the slightest thing that they might interpret as wrong is just like an opening to be attacked. So, family dinners are a lot less fun now. <laughs> Thanksgiving sucks. 
Oh no, I uh, I'll, I'm at the point now where where I'll embrace it. Mm-hmm. So like, like if I'm at like big Chinese like gatherings or whatever, I'm I'm down to just. <laughs> Be that guy? To be that guy, yeah. Charlie, I, I, Charlie told me, he was like, I'm going to a Chinese wedding upcoming, and I'm going to talk about Hong Kong. <laughs> I was like, well then, good luck. It's like, I'm out of the house, you know? I'm financially independent. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to be me. Yeah, I should probably do a little bit more of that. I don't know if I want to completely excommunicate everyone, though. I don't want to do that either, but, you know, I, I feel like at this point, um, if I talk about it, like I, I don't want to excommunicate them, but if they want to, if if they're going to excommunicate me for having these beliefs, that's on them. Yeah, the people in my family are probably going to die soon, anyways, though. So maybe I can just like outlive the old people, and then I can work on the younger ones. Fair. <laughs> I don't know if that's a legitimate strategy or not. It sounded much shittier than it did in my head. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think about this a lot. It's like I, you know, like with with politics, with um, trends in the world. And how, uh, I, I guess, um, how polarized everybody is. I legitimately think that, you know, it's it's fucked. The only solution we have is just to wait for some of these people to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we could fix it for the younger ones. I mean, if we last this long, if we last long enough, right? <laughs> like, surely we can do thirty more years. This uh, as long as the coronavirus doesn't wipe us all out. Yeah. Speaking of the coronavirus. What about those Chinese qualifiers that are delayed <laughs> into the qualifiers of actual Dota? A lot of people have been complaining to me about, like, the podcast could use just a little bit more Dota. <laughs> I saw I, I saw all those. It's like, instead of 90% <laughs> nothing and 10% Dota. To be fair, coming back from that break, we didn't talk about Dota for, like, an hour. So I feel yeah, like it was yeah, a skewed yeah. perspective. But True. you're right. And I am interested about the Chinese qualifiers because I didn't realize they were delayed. And I had to figure out, like, is this mostly a corona thing? Or, like, is it a travel thing? Or is it a what's, what's going on? Because they're happening now. Like, literally right now as we're yeah. recording. They're fucked. Uh, maybe they're not completely fucked. Like I, like I, I think it's legitimately a bad thing for Dota if the Chinese teams aren't there. So I want them to be there. Um, and part of me holds out hope that maybe one or two might make it. But honestly, the situation looks incredibly bleak. Mm-hmm. It's a fourteen-day uh, incubation time, so they need to be outside of China. Whatever team qualifies, so they need to play these qualifiers, and that's these qualifiers are going to last another s- six or seven days, and then you're in the third week of February. Then you need incubation time, which is minimum fourteen days outside of China. So they need to get to another country that, like outside of China, like, like you need to get another get to another country, stay there for fourteen days while they're there. Apply for apply for U.S. visas if they don't don't already have them. Stay there, and then, and then hopefully, like, be able to fly to ESL by that time. You have maybe a cushion of three or four ish days. Um, yeah, and that's just the teams going to the major, not even the teams who are going to presumably go to the minor. Yes, it, teams going to the minor, I think they're completely fucked. Yeah. There's just not enough time. Yeah. There's just there's simply enough time. How many planes are even coming in and out of China right now? Because I think that I, I have some friends who were traveling in April, and their flights were already canceled. Yeah. So there's there's like nothing – there's like almost no U.S.-based airlines going a, there. A, a lot of these players are also not in major cities right now. They're in their mm-hmm. own like 
various province cities they're Mm -hmm. smaller they don't have as much air travel they have limited like connections to different places i i think it's going to be insanely hard for them to get to the major pretty much the only chance that we get a chinese team is at the major and if it's a team that already has us visas right so and that's very few on the list Right, because Vici Gaming already said they're they're not actually participating at all, so it would have to be like IG. an IG. Yeah, IG like are the only ones would have been LGD, but they couldn't make it through the open qualifiers again, so can't can't put their name in. It's uh, yeah, it Maybe has to be a RNG? team. Yeah, has RNG yeah. or Acer been to? I don't know, Aster. Maybe, yeah. Um, I think Aster was at one of the minors, maybe. But that doesn't mean it would be had, whoever was yeah, at the US visas. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it would be whoever was at the summit, basically, and that was uh, I think uh, Aster was at the summit. Was yeah. IG there? Yeah, IG won the summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, it would pretty much yeah, you would have to be IG. At this point in time, it's like the Chinese qualifier is pretty much like. Who do you guys think can go? Like that that's legitimately <laughs> what could happen. It's just like, hey, what team thinks they they could make it? to the major and then you could just invite that team yeah I, what I, team is willing to make the the two weeks in thailand beforehand that already has us visas etc 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 is willing to take the risk of flying over and getting denied because that could happen too even if you wait the 14 here's another problem the a lot of the list the list of southeast asian countries that you can fly from now is rapidly shrinking vietnam just issued a quarantine mm, i didn't know that so mm, i like i i i, I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Honestly, like the the realist in me thinks that they're legitimately fucked. A Philippines event just got canceled as well. There the, was a there was a Philippines event that was going to go on at the same time as we play, and that just got canceled. So, I could, yeah, I, I best case scenario, like most it, it, best case scenario, I'm thinking is that IG maybe plus one end up making it. And then they pull another team from the minor. Yeah, that could be the answer, if if anything. Um, but the, I mean, it's also just as likely that we just see. Would they would they throw a team from a different region in, or would you see an event with just missing a team or two? No, I I, I think you would just see, like you would take two teams from the minor instead of one, mm. and then you would best case scenario maybe you get a Chinese one or two Chinese teams, and there's a good chance that they those Chinese teams also have stand-ins. They just have to bring in a stand-in because getting all five, that's... Yeah, even, you know, it's harder on a normal day, let alone what's going on right now. Right, right. So who know, who, who, who knows? And I've had somebody, I know somebody that uh, passed the 14-day quarantine and still didn't get in. Oof. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking that's, good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that can also have like a weird trickle down effect on DPC points coming into the season because you have a whole region that could yeah. be out of a whole event. And then you're like, oh, well, what if, what if IG was on the bubble? And what if they, you know, just got 200 points from being somewhere? Yeah. You know, and then do they not go to TI because of an epidemic that they had no control over? Like, also, I think you also have to ask yourself, how long does this last? Yeah. So. What's, what's the rest of the calendar look like? No more US events. So that is like one upside i would say for china in general but uh you know i don't know what kind of uh regulations like 
Russia has because Epicenter is coming up, Epicenter major, and then it's going to yeah, be the Singapore. And Singapore. The Singapore major, like, you know, this just continues to grow, then maybe the Singapore major is in trouble. Like, yeah, it's knows? in the same general vicinity, right? So it's, uh, it's a problem. Who knows? Maybe they, uh, there is, like, we don't play on LAN uh, when we have, like, we actually don't, the games themselves don't happen on LAN, they happen mm-hmm. online servers, right? So. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that you get people playing online for some of these majors and stuff, you know? Mm, I mean, that that's hard for China because... Yeah, for China, no. You, you have to still go through the perfect world firewall, yeah. and that puts them at a huge disadvantage. You'd have to still be, like, somewhere in Southeast Asia, and then... I don't, I, or I cra- don't know. Some, some crazy like that. I think but, but for outside of All LA, Chinese teams... You should get the fuck out immediately, <laughs> not just for this major, but like for the upcoming ones as well. Give yourself like a month of incubation time. Get the fuck out. Just take an extended vacation. Go hang out in the Netherlands for well, go, go. Go, to, go to Korea. Set up a boot camp there. Set up a boot camp in like fuck anywhere else. They've got enough money, right? At least some of those teams do. Yeah, LGD's got all that money, right? They can just do whatever they want with. They just have to goddamn qualify. Oh, um, it's is is it a problem to not see like these big team names like like an LGD or like a Liquid or something else keep on flustering at these events and these qualifiers? It is is it a problem? It affects oh. viewing numbers. Yes, sure. Like Digma, uh, for example, like they are a very big draw. And so them not even making it to the minor, that means that... You don't have to bo- worry about like, saying their name? Both events are... <laughs> that too. But both events are going to take a, a viewing hit, no matter what, right? Because yeah. Alliance, there's some sort of drop, but not the same as TI champions and TI runner-ups. So Ultimately, though, that is on them. That's not a, that's oh, yeah, a virus yeah. thing. That's not a... <laughs> well, well okay. it is on them, yes. But the European qualifiers is very hard. Yeah, that's true. That is that is uh that's a toughie. It's pretty much everyone's uh everyone's talking about that right now. The European qualifiers probably deserve more slots. And then at least the whole the, rigmarole of who, who do you pull it from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At least into the minor. Like they got they got one team that went to that minor. Yeah. Yeah. So oof. Big oof. I was uh I was surprised to see uh NIP actually make it to the major. I was watching the qualifier. I have an invested interest in Team Liquid now. Um, Why? Because uh, you know how we had that conversation last time, Charlie. How I shouldn't work in esports. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should probably just like stay in in like television. Sh- sure. I'm kind of working in esports now. <laughs> I might have taken a job with Team Liquid. <laughs> He tried to tell you. Congratulations? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm sheepishly (laughs) explaining it. Um, Yeah, half congratulations, full congratulations, no congratulations. It's 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 fine. But like, uh, I I was watching the EU qualifiers a little bit more closely than uh, I have previously. Mm -hmm. So you walked away from those qualifiers pretty disappointed. Is that what you're saying? Fuck. Because, yeah, Liquid failed to make the majors off of a tiebreaker against Ninjas of Pajamas. They couldn't get out of their group because of that. Mm-hmm. And if they had, they probably probably would have placed, right? Because Nip took that spot against Aggressive Mode. And then uh, and then on top of that, couldn't make it through the minor qualifiers because they lost to both Alliance and Nigma in the playoffs. So What a uh, stacked. The, the, minor, the EU minor qualifiers might have been the most exciting part of the whole 
rigmarole yeah. in the last couple of days because it was what it was, it was Alliance, Nigma, aggressive mode, and liquid. And Alliance just had that insane comeback against Nigma. Five game series, double rapiers, yep. face race. Yeah, I woke up and I'm like, why is everyone so ex- like yelling? Because I had, I fell asleep <laughs> with a stream on. I'm like, oh. What's going on? And then I like turned it off and went back to bed. And then eventually I woke back up for real and I'm like, what happens? There was two rapiers. You can play Medusa. Yeah, well, un- uh, unfortunately, super stacked. What can you do? Um, I guess just enjoy it as a fan. Or you could develop a new rumored league system that's gonna <laughs> <laughs> where people or teams can like consistently play and you don't have to worry about the qualifier process and there might be a better way to I don't know how much of uh what they talked about what what was leaked. I think we I, th- I think we should pull up the liquid posts because I can't it's hard for me to separate in my head what i already know and what's in the post mm-hmm. like, yeah so and i, I will only talk about what's in the post i also have the same problem uh Wikipedia new the dpc 2021 is that gonna be the google search uh maybe maybe no i'll find it keep vamping so the new system is that they are going into a league right they're they're doing some sort of league format they're only going to be doing three majors no minors and yeah, like that's that's the what the liquid article put out. And I didn't really know how to feel about it cuz there just wasn't a whole lot of details and how much how much money and effort is Valve slash the tournament organizers going to be putting into a league system, something like that, but from an overall perspective, a league should be beneficial. Right. I so I think um a lot of the problems with Dota specifically right now is that so from a, a top-down view, esports is essentially a uh, a marketing industry. What we are selling is eyeballs. We're not we're not the the money isn't really driven by competition or anything like that. About maybe seventy to eighty percent of team revenue comes from. Uh, sponsorships mm-hmm. we are almost entirely marketing here and ultimately you know we are all brands teams are at the mercy of sponsors and dota specifically what what is that that's fine that's just that's just my roommate walking <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> and the problem is that dota specifically has a problem because it is out of the big major esports it is Probably the hardest game to sell into. Um, it's hard to understand. The player base is very disconnected from everything else. And it's not predictable. Um, the DPC changes every single year. Teams change throughout the year. And so if I'm a sponsor looking to get into the space and I want to sponsor a team or a tournament, I don't really know what teams are going to be there. Uh, I don't know what the results are going to be like. There's 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 very little predictability, and so if you're if you're in sponsorship sales for Dota, your ask can only be so much because you can only offer so much predictability. But a league system having you know uh, a more predictable format, a more familiar format. We're is- getting into a league. We guarantee we'll be playing. You know. 
this 10 games play. from, right. you know, these four to six weeks in this major league, whatever. You'll, you'll, that you'll, get, to the major. you'll get this many viewer, viewable hours. Your team is guaranteed to play this many matches and you have a slot in, in, in the league that you can ask for more, more, you, your sponsorship asks can be higher. So overall, this is, I, I think a step in the right direction for Dota. Uh, it makes things more predictable. Um, and that's good. That's good. You know, without getting into the too many of the details of what this league is. And then on top of that, we have the we're going back to the three majors, which makes everyone nostalgic for the Valve majors. That uh, you know, the first three, right? Frankfurt. Felt Frankfurt was okay. Shanghai was obviously a shit show, but in the end, the Manila major is like the one that everybody cements in their head is like that was the majesty of a of a Valve major, and you know, it, it is. I do wonder if like Valve is actually going to be bringing that back with this league setup, or like how important are like how how much are they going to invest into these majors? Um, is it going to be similar to what they did before? I'm just hoping that that means we can, if there's three majors, we can play Fantasy Dota four times a year again instead of just once. <laughs> that's that's my own preference. Uh, that's that's uh, a big win. And that's that's always the biggest thing with Valve stuff, right? It's like, what projects are they gonna give up on? You know, like the do do you guys have the DPC app? No, no, <laughs> where you can bet no. shard points on games. No, no. like half the time that isn't active on like official <laughs> DPC games. It's like it's just it's just nothing's there. <laughs> but, I you know by doing that you know they they scrapped the miners. Yeah, and I'm interested in like, does that just mean that they're just like giving this giant gift to BTS and be like, here you go, run a league, here's a bunch of money? I or if am it'll be not at liberty to discuss that. Either way, the miners was like it was a system that was set up that was supposed to be able to help get more eyes and help build up the tier two scene, right? Mm -hmm. That that was like the intention. It's a big tournament for a bigger tournament. Here's all these tier two teams, and a league should support that even more, right? Especially since it's a regional league where even the top league, right? You have the secondary league, which is almost surprising to me that they did a, that. That this thing says they're going to do a secondary league, but the, the primary league, right? It's like um, uh, how many teams does it say? Does it even? I, say? I, I just like it it like if it's even if it's let's say it's eight. That's a small number, okay? Let's say eight teams. Are there eight teams in NA that you're willing there, to follow? There, there, there no. are. I There's think, three. I think maybe four or five. I think there are. I think you can only really fill that out in Europe. Yeah. I, I actually don't think maybe China. China? Maybe I feel China. like you can pull China. I don't think. I think C could be exciting if they can stick together for long enough. But either way, like I'm, no matter what the region is, like even Europe or China, very likely the eighth best team there, you can consider tier two. And it's probably getting bolstered by having a league like this, let alone the possibility of them having a secondary league underneath that. I look at some of those regions and I'm just like, I don't want to see what second tier <laughs> NA and SA go looks like. I just don't, you know? That could be entertaining for Like, I could play in that, you know? Like, I don't want to see me playing in that. That's gross. That's what you should be doing. Just, just get a second, just get a tier two. <laughs> I, I think at the very least, having the consistency is just good for all of these regions and growth for the game regardless. Uh, I don't remember which player said this, but um, on on what the goon cast that we had recently, somebody mm -hmm. I think it was actually Sammy Boy said that what we really need is consistent 
official matches throughout yep. the year. Yeah. Where like the the minor doesn't fucking matter because it, it doesn't really matter for tier two Dota because it's it's just still one event and they get what five of them? They get five minors throughout the year. It's not consistent yeah. enough. You play for you play for a chance to compete at the minor. Most of them don't get it, and then and then they just go back to playing Path of Exile like IX Mike. <laughs> um, but if you have like a consistent league throughout throughout the year, six weeks at a time, you know it it gives a, a good solid chunk of time for people to stay together, consistently play out the league, scrim, get experience against some of the better teams. And then and then go from there. And it's from I think I can say this at least is that there will be space for third party tournaments. So this this isn't the only uh, this the this won't be the only game in town. There will be third party tournaments. There will be room for that. You can have other things within this system as well. Is when you move to a to a full time league format, is oversaturation of official games a concern? When was the last time we had the oversaturation? I uh, even when talk. we had it, was it like way back. I hate I six or something. it so much. What I the? hate the over the 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 oversaturation talking point. Is so there any validity much. to oversaturation as a talking point, Charlie? Probably, probably. But I think when when we had it, it's like. When, when, so when it first came up, it was because we had. A bunch of online tournaments where uh, U.S. and or sorry, North American and European players or teams were playing in the same leagues with each other. It's a bunch of online competition over and over again. So you saw a bunch of those big matchups over and over again. And it's hard for it. Admittedly, it is hard for me to evaluate what the average viewer feels because at that time, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not really an average viewer. Um, I both had a. Uh, I had a horse in the race, and mm -hmm. I I really like watching competitive Dota, um, so I never really felt that. But um, I don't think we're we're really going to have that problem anymore because U.S. or North American and uh, European players and teams don't play cross regionally except on LAN anymore. And so, if you, I don't think regional leagues is really going to contribute to that. And I think with the amount of um, the amount of third-party tournaments here won't be so much that you're going to feel like, oh my god, another major Dota land. How can I keep up? I don't think it's a problem for what we have right now because the people who are only around to like watch the last half of a major or the major event of itself like they're going to continue to do that they're just going to watch the big event and the and the, all the extra stuff will just be bonus for people who want more i think that we still talk about oversaturation because we've seen it hurt things in the past like like starcraft a while ago so i think there's still like some some gun shyness to like oh no we can't have everything every day because then everyone's going to universally tune out I, I think that that's like a holdover of of five or five six seven years ago Sure. I I think that um I mean you don't definitely you don't want like um secret enigma playing every single day. I think that's, you know, hyperbole. That's just not going to happen. But, you know, I'd like to see these matchups two, three times a month. I'm good with two, three times a month minimum. Mm. 
And then that's like, uh, on top of that, the only real problem with oversaturation with the regional league is if one region really just starts dominating lands like Europe is doing now. But even then, it's still hype to see EG versus Secret. It's still hype to be able to see, you know, IG or Vici Gaming match up against Nygma, for example, right? And we still, like, Vici Gaming placed, what, third? The, this last major, yeah. so it you know, right. there's, it's still like EG placed fourth or second, no, second, they're second. in the finals, right? Yeah. yeah, so they, like, so we still have, the regions are still competitive, South America is even doing well, and then ideally a league should build up enough talent for all the regions that the regions as a whole will continue to, to grow and get better, like South America, North America should get a stronger base of tier two, and maybe some tier one teams that will build up and that'll be a nice base for basically making everybody better right like eg for example maybe you're more willing to uh you know actually scrim in na if there's some good na competition rather than you know just like boot camping and taking the na qualifiers by storm and then waiting to boot camp in europe <laughs> before the next big event you know it's like stuff like that um i think should should definitely help at the end of the day, Dota's got millions and millions of dollars into it, so there's always going to be some people with a high drive. Even if the NA qualifiers was tanked by a team that abandoned after the first day. Did you know that, Joey? I saw that. I was I was yeah. watching these qualifiers more close than I've watched the other two this season. Uh, one, because I feel like I need to be playing more Dota because we we do this this podcast now, and I feel I don't want to be like a like like an imposter. So I've been trying to play more Dota, but mm -hmm. also just like watch significantly more Dota. Um, also being unemployed helped. Um, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm like, why are they forfeiting all their games? And I'm like clicking and like look, P is not saying anything. I'm like looking on Reddit. I'm like, did they really? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's because they're asshats, Joey. So, you know... It was Alien Doze, right? Yes, Doze. Yes. You know Alien... 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 Alien Mana Banana. Banana. Yes. He he released a statement. Yes, I know. I, I read it. Yeah. Your thoughts? I don't... Uh, maybe it's true. All right. I mean, either way, they like they they are still them. So you know, yeah. I I don't feel the, the, bad about the them. TL, the TLDR is he threw his teammates on the bus. Yeah, he's, he pretty much said like, "Oh, my teammates weren't trying or whatever." So we Dude. just kind of like gave up, thought it wasn't worth it. This oh, Tulsi twenty twenty. Who is this person? But uh, yeah, <laughs> you're judging him on his political candidate choices. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm judging them based on the fact that they screwed up uh, an entire qualifiers, and uh, I was looking uh, I so hard for this. Strongly tweet. believe that people should just get banned for that stuff because you don't want to encourage that behavior. But either way, new league setup that will weed out that sort of stuff, right? Doze esports, for example, like if you're committing to a six week period of like lands or whatever or, uh, of qualifier games, and like you have all these matches coming up, like presumably. People will commit more for that rather than a qualifier that you know you're probably just going to get stomped out of and you're just playing it for fun. I mean, oh. Sammy Boy was close to getting into the playoffs <laughs> of the major and straight up said that, you know, like they were just they were playing loose. They didn't scrim before mm -hmm. at all. They did not practice whatsoever. They just kind of like grouped up and uh, and played and they did pretty well for themselves. So I'd love to find like an underdog NA team to like who's not EG. Or whatever team EE plays on. 
What do, what do you mean? Like, I, I think if we develop a league and we have like more teams who have like this kind of consistency and aren't doing like this this silly dropping out of stuff and are actually trying more, then we'll we'll, we'll develop this underground of like, oh, there's there's like other teams you can care about. I I mean, I hope so. I, I hope it gives incentives to form for a long time. I hope this gives incentives for um, organizations to come in and sponsor some sponsor some teams. It's um. I don't think so. I don't think this is going to. I don't think you'll see the positive effects of a league like this immediately. I think it's going no. to take at least one iteration for people to see, like, or even a full money. year, really. I yeah. I mean, I define a year as an iteration. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I I think it'll take about that long for people to see more money and stability to come into the space. Um, like right now when like orgs approach me for, for like, Hey, like what's a good team to sponsor in Dota right now? I'm just <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I, here are some names. Like this is where they're at right now. But you know, I like what, what I can't, I can't, I can't. How can you in good faith recommend? I mean, maybe if you wanted to give a recommendation for like a big cat, but anything other than that like how do you in good faith be like yeah, yeah i i, I chaos esports in good faith i cannot you know yeah i mean if you're trying to sponsor an event i mean wh why even sponsor an event at this point if no one's watching official streams and you're just watching you know uh bulldog the whole time anyways right oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take some issue with toby's tweet here like i i don't think he meant it this way i want to pull up whatever the tweet is um like, like I, 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 again, I don't think he's like we talked about this on the. We did talk about. Yeah, yeah I was like, I'm there. getting deja vu right yeah, now because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to play Toby's advocate, <laughs> like I've done many times before. Like to be fair, I don't think he's like specifically pointing a finger at English studios or anything like that. No. Um, but he wasn't trying to say like these these casters that are covering these games are doing a bad job. Yeah, it's just there's there's no incentive for why would anybody put money into covering and paying people for a real broadcast of the qualifiers when Gorksy or Bulldog or even us goons are just going to turn on our f turn on the stream and taking just, all my viewers and, away and take and and take almost all your viewers. Yeah, I get an average concurrence of like maybe 200 300 i would say like when when i'm playing dota it's a pretty bad stream i've been doing it for a really long time but i have a brand so some people watch right and we got like easily over 5k if not 10 15k <laughs> Dude, we were at 20k for a bit uh, well there we go <laughs> i actually didn't know that we just i knew we, we went over pulled in all the clout <laughs> yeah like as soon as as soon as uh gorksy and and bulldog were done covering the european region they would stop that people would just go to us because well we already had some viewers right and they would recognize the name and so they would just like it, it's a real thing that like the the highest viewed channel people will just go and watch i mean that's how i watch twitch a lot of times is I literally just go through the quality broadcast must have the most viewers. Right. And so I will see uh, in the first three, I'll be like, I'm going to pick one of those. And and that's who I'm going to watch if I'm looking to watch a certain game. I'm normally clicking through like Liquipedia or Juked at this point. 
Mm. And I, 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 I must be an abnormal user because I'm just never browsing the Twitch page for well, like. Well, even then, isn't it listing in the number of of viewers? So the the first stream in a list, right? When you see. Uh, well, Juked is curated, and Liquipedia normally is just linking to like whatever the official broadcast page is. So oh, okay, you write okay. to BTS or whatever. I gotcha. Yeah. That makes S sense. So, yeah. I, I don't identify with someone who's just looking through the list and being like, Cap's got the most viewers, I'll watch his stream. I will say, the cast was really bad. <laughs> yeah, we, like, it was entirely like, uh, I was not trying to pull in viewers, let's say. I, I literally was just like, I just wanted to cast some qualifiers. Did you I, run a bunch of ads? Uh, I, I ran like three or four different rounds of ads oh, for like good, a minute. Good on you, good on you. That was, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to do that or not. When cutting the qualifiers, uh, I don't know. I know you're not supposed to brand for it. I don't know if you're not supposed to play ads, but either way, like I did. And, but yeah, we weren't really trying. I was just like, I wanted to cast. I wanted to cover the qualifiers. Uh, I asked Join Dota to cast, but I think I asked them too late. And so I didn't get a slot to cover like any of the games. So I was like, well, whatever. I'll just cover the games on my own. And then, you know, whoever wanted to join me could join me. So Trent would stop by, and then I'd, like, people would show up in my channel. I would Didn't just give like, them the Discord something link. something crazy, like six or seven people casting at once? We had at one point, I think, like, eight or nine people yeah. at once. Yeah. All there. And as you can imagine, that's not, like, the most, uh... The quality of cast doesn't <laughs> scale linearly with the number of casters. No, it definitely <laughs> does not. It definitely does not. Because nobody knows when to talk, and, and at the same time, like, not everybody wants to... Not everyone's excited by the game, right? That's happening at the moment. Like, occasionally I would come in and do some play-by-play, -play, but that's it. And we got, you know, 15k viewers. That, that says nothing about our our cast. And it says nothing about the, the official broadcast, either. It says everything to do with the way that Twitch is set up, and how... Uh, channels that already have some viewers will get more viewers do you think a tournament organizer has any right to be disgruntled with you for being like oh yes yeah I, I mean if esl ever said anything to me i would have stopped but uh you know they didn't say anything to me join dota didn't say anything to me and again i wanted to cover the qualifiers so and again i wasn't trying to take viewers but <laughs> it happened you know yeah and, uh, and i'm not going to be upset about it but you know, to, to Charlie's original point is like, why would somebody put in the the numbers? Uh, why would somebody put in the production to be able to cover multiple games all at once in a professional studio setting, especially on channels that are not already getting viewers? Right. What do you mean by that? So the a, a join Dota underscore turquoise fifty seven. <laughs> This is somebody else's joke that I'm stealing right now, but like that that channel doesn't have pre-existing followers, right? right? Yeah, and and so you're really only the most diehard of fans are going to find that through a curated list, right? Of like who's covering this match, they click on you know that channel, they open it up. That channel's only going to get a 300, 400, you know, viewers. Meanwhile, like Admiral Bulldog turns on his stream, he gets 10k. And then he goes and casts whatever Dota, and he, he's just going to absorb everything that he gets, right? So there's something inherently wrong with that setup in the first place. And I don't blame anybody who does want to listen to Capitalist over, like, Johnny Caster. Sure. Not to not to throw any of the, you know, people who are casting the minor qualifiers under the bus, but, like, there's, there's people who aren't casting them who have Twitch streams who can just do it and, you know, have more clout in the first place. Yeah. And people care about that more than some allegiance to a tournament organizer or a channel yeah I, I think i mean 
it's it's pretty obvious where the problem lies here. Where's the problem lie? In the policy that anybody can all or rather almost anybody can stream a game as long as you don't have branding on it. Okay, but uh so my question is where where do you draw the line? I I draw the the if it was up to me? Yeah, yeah. I draw the hard line as the as the tournament organizer has the broadcast rights. Okay, no nobody else can <laughs> and cover nobody it. else should be able to cover it. Okay. The uh I, I heard like a lot of arguments going around and the like what what annoys some people is the fact that uh Bulldog or Gorksy or like or even our broadcast is like we basically are a studio at that point in time for the numbers that we're getting, right? And Valve's official, unofficial policy, their very vague thing that they put out there was basically anybody can stream it, but, you know, the caveat of, like, studios can't screw other studios over, right? Well, like, Admiral Bulldog is his studio at that point in time. He is a joined Dota or we play, mm -hmm. right? But if you say specifically, like, well, he can't cover that. You literally just get like people like like B Cop, for example. He's a like a tier two, tier three caster who doesn't get like any any real land gigs, known for his online qualifier casting. Like he's gonna cover something like that. And he could very easily soak up the viewers by himself. And he's obviously not somebody you're targeting in that policy either, right? So the light just went out. Yeah, no, it's actually it's dark. flickering. <laughs> I should probably fix that. That's gonna be annoying. Oh come on. Stay All on of so I, I could see where Valve wants to be able to maintain an open policy of of allowing anybody who wants to 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 watch those games, right? I mean, we we laugh at like I laughed at it when uh, League of Legends apparently uh, shut down one of their streamers, like Snoopy or somebody, um, from from uh, like doing like covering Dota during a time where there was uh, not even the main tournament, but like the what's the Junior League. Of League of Legends, the Challenger. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so he was covering Challenger. You said no. He wasn't even covering it at that time. What was he doing? But he was just streaming during that time. He was just streaming League of Legends, and apparently they were like, oh, ah, no. Nah. Like playing... pro players, like pro players can't stream during Challenger playing, time. He, he was playing his own games. Yeah. Is that the? I don't believe that's the case anymore, right? No, that was that was like a recent thing that happened to Doublelift. Actually, it was Doublelift. I'm looking this up. And that's I'm, it's like a new riot policy that apparently like you're if you're a pro player, you just can't stream during like the challenger games because you will just soak up League of Legends viewers, I guess. I think that's an interesting that's an interesting policy. Like I I mean I get why they do it. Yeah. Um I don't think they're I think a lot of like especially Dota fans and listeners of the podcast will be like, you know, that's that's wrong. But honestly, I don't think there is a right or wrong here. There's only a matter of perspectives. And Riot's perspective is, is that we want to do what is best for the game. And that includes our esports product, because that is the game. And Doublelift is a pro player that... This happened we have, like two weeks ago. That yeah. we create this environment for, that we pay... Like, part of his salary is, I think, subsidized by Riot. Mm-hmm. And so if we want, and he plays in our league, if, if we want to do this to protect the ecosystem as a whole, they're a private company, they can do that. And NBA, NFL, any of them would, would do that in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. Something like that, for sure. 
it was an academy rush broadcast so it's their new like uh special broadcast they're doing this season to like put academy teams up in the spotlight so oh, take okay. like you know the, the the tsm and the liquid academy teams have them play a game and yeah they they 30 minutes into his broadcast uh riot told him to stop for, it for from from what i've heard is that uh it's not working because nobody's watching academy <laughs> games <laughs> But inherently, isn't that, uh, aren't they like inherently just taking uh, viewers away from League of Legends as a whole? Right? What do you, what do you mean? By, like by, by having Doublelift not stream during that time, mm. they're literally just taking viewers away from the League of Legends. Like, if you literally look at the, yeah, the Twitch, yeah. Genre, right? Yeah, I, and I, so, I, so, like, from Valve's perspective, right? If they just want as many Dota viewers as possible, mm-hmm. doesn't matter where the viewers are at. Right, then you want to be able to have an open policy that allows anybody to be able to stream, right? I think, it, but that that is very focused on just your game and not the ecosystem yeah. that underlies it. I, I think it's a it's a that's a double edged sword there because mm-hmm. I think you have to ultimately find the balance between um, people watching your like people watching your game as just a game and and people watching your product as mm-hmm. an esport and what do you care about? Is I I think for both League and Dota, both the the game as a game and the game as an esport are so intertwined now that you can't really separate the two. I think the success of one inherently means the success of the other, mm-hmm. and the downfall of one inherently means the downfall of the other. So I think this is interesting in the league format. We were kind of talking about this in the car, but my my question would be if you were in, if you were in Valve's position. Right. Say you're doing this new league mm-hmm. and any qualifiers come along. Grant Grant's planning on doing his own coverage of the NA League. Are you are you going to block that in some way? Because you can you can wh- whoever is covering the NA qualifiers, they could have they could bring in tier one talent. They could have a panel. They could have all those things. But I'm betting you, Grant Grant is probably if if he doesn't beat out the broadcast, he's going to soak a, a large number of the viewers away from the broadcast. Like, wh- what do you do about that? Because I don't think that's that. There, there is no like the the argument of like, oh, like if you can't beat some guy at home on a webcam with your professional broadcast, then you're obviously doing something wrong. Like, I think that argument is wrong because Grant puts on a really good product that he's he again he's a big streamer, therefore he's going to soak up big numbers, and he's also just. He's got a, a special advantage is that he's a sick streamer, but he's also like special to NA specifically, right? I mean, at that point, I'd be asking myself why the TO didn't have him there in the first place. Let's say, let's let's say Grant Grant's a real asshole, and he's just like, <laughs> "Fuck you!" He, like he, this is not how Grant is, by the way. Grant, Grant, <laughs> Grant actually right. doesn't do this to tournament organizers. Yeah. He's always down to work with them. Let's say Grant decided to be just an asshole and was just like, "Nah, fuck you! I'm gonna build up my own brand. I'm gonna break in the subs. I'm gonna get those dollars." You know. Yeah, if I'm Valve, I'm shutting that down. You're shutting that I'm down. Shutting that down. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, I'm shutting that shit down. Okay. I I I love Grant. Yeah. Um, but if if I've RF if somebody's RFP'd me, can can you explain? What so that means? so if RFP stands for request for a proposal, mm-hmm. if I've put my league out there, and a studio has submitted a proposal to me for uh like a system that I want them to produce and I accept that proposal, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, if like, there should be some protections in place for that studio. And 
you know, they're they're putting in um, investment and dollar amount, manpower amount uh, to to produce this thing. You know, they they deserve some amount of protection for it. I mean, I think you should just hire Grant. But in the case that you know he wants to be an asshole or something, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think he deserves the right to 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 broadcast this thing. Okay, and like I maybe a bunch of like people are going to call me some corporate American <laughs> asshole, but I was just the, like, is this actually a controversial stance we're taking or is it just like normally you would be, su you would be surprised how many people out there don't understand intellectual property. And, <laughs> yes, and in, in the age of piracy <laughs> and free, free content well, everywhere, free all the time. Right. Yeah. Then, then yeah, there are yeah, some, very th there's definitely people. some fucking animals out there that are complete morons and and don't understand that if somebody invests time and effort to create a product and you have contracted for the rights to that product that those rights should be protected and like it's not everything is perfect but you know ultimately this is the sort of economic system that the entire world operates in and what has hurt Dota in the past is sometimes these these things aren't protected or sold or they're they're too open, and as a result, Dota sucks to sell for. All the all the the sh like on one hand, these people will complain about shitty production or um, you know why can't these players get funding or sponsors or whatever? It's because of all these other things that aren't protected. It's because broadcast rights aren't protected. It's because Dota is shitty to sell into. So people with money don't want to come into it because there's no protection for their investments. Oh, I've got another one for you. Why, why do we always see the same talent over and over again? Well, like you've got a guaranteed product, unless those tier one talent are like, overcharging out the ass you know if you can get them for a, a somewhat reasonable price and get a guaranteed product that will bring you viewers then yeah you're going to take that over someone that you don't know that you is untested that doesn't have a brand that is going to bring in viewers you know uh it, but if you're able to get more money for those sorts of things you can get both right you can have the tier one casters and sprinkle in some some talent that you think is good uh that have been casting online stuff you know, nobody's going to fill up an, uh, a, their LAN event with a bunch of tier two and tier three casters. You know, it's just not going to happen because you just don't have, you just don't know if it's going to work. You, you definitely aren't getting any value out of their brand pulling people in, mm -hmm. right? When Owen says that he's casting some, something, people want to watch that. You know, and he's going to bring in viewers by himself. A bigger draw is going to be the teams, of course, but like Owen is also going to bring in viewers just by being there. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how much more they want to protect or what they what kind of solution valve because I'd I'd assume as they transition into I mean shit we're already talking about next year you know post this TI this next season what what they're gonna do because to change it because I don't think anything's gonna be happening pre TI like there'll be like a big group of changes sure for I, this new system I also don't want to seem too one sided though I think there is a huge onus on both the tournament organizers and the production studios to deliver an actually good product. You know, you can't... Do people care about a good product, though? Yeah. Or do I, people just care about, like, I'm just only going to watch whoever? I think... Um, I, I don't think for a lot of people it will be immediately apparent. 
But I think over the course of a broadcast, yes, people will notice and they'll take and and, and they'll appreciate it and they'll get used to a standard. Um, and I think over time they'll if it's done right, yeah, I think I think they'll notice and I think it'll provide value. That's I mean that's what I hope for. I I mean I'm I'm giving the alternate argument there, but but in, in I'd like to see a world where people reward production value over not. Uh, I, I I agree. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I would like that word I'm, world, but I'm not sure if it ex yeah, exactly. exists in Dota because of the draw of the teams. Uh, that's what I'm scared about. I'm scared like I, I'm scared that we're not there. I think that like they might be there, you know, forcefully with Overwatch or they've gotten there with League, but we're still in a spot where we don't necessarily value that. I, I think I think for me, production value encompasses uh, a a lot of things. I think overall, if the so I, I'm going to use production value as a catch-all for the entire quality of the show. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the entire quality of a show can enhance the viewer's enjoyment of the games a lot. And I think what you're seeing right now is that games are keeping – are drawing people in and they'll and, – and attachment to players and teams and results will – keep people interested in those results but i think a good show will keep them sticking around for you know more viewership minutes more 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 minutes watched i can i could definitely buy that argument it's more about the the good production value like uh, i would say that for talent too is like it's more of a fatigue like people will come in initially for a matchup but they're more likely to drop off as soon as like you know, if the if game one's one sided, then they're like, ah, oh, screw it. This whole series is going to be screwed. Or the next series that comes up, they're more likely to go away unless the production value and stuff like that is good. Like, if you have a funny panel, interesting segments, like people, I think will want to watch that and stick around for that. Um, like, I I imagine that a lot of times that like people. Like viewer, viewers might drop off here and there during uninteresting series matchups they don't care about or series that are always already over. But you know, if certain things are better, I can definitely see people wanting to stick around. That's why tournament organizers, by the way, there's this, uh, there's this. Uh, I think it's a bit of a false correlation, but tournament organizers, I think, are more willing to uh, invest into good casters because they see an immediate like feedback of like. This game comes on, and so do these commentators. Numbers are, are very high. But when we go to the panel, guess what happens? Numbers drop off. We go between series, numbers drop off. No matter how good your panel is, there's always going to be a significant drop-off in viewers because people got things to do, and they can't stick around watching you know, 12, 16 hours of Dota every day. But it's hard to be able to tell like how much your panel is keeping like, what percentage of, of, of those viewers would have gone away if the panel was shitty, you know? Like, how, how many have stayed because of the panel? And it's really hard to tell when all you see is just flat numbers going down every single time you you cut to a panel, right? Hmm, I've definitely never thought about that before and trying to make those correlations between what is keeping people around between games. Because, yeah, I mean, even if you have the best panel in the world, you know, there's so many outlying variables, too, like... Also, people just watching internationally and going to bed, you know? Like, it, it's not mm -hmm. like we're just, you're just looking at, like, one continuous group of people like they're in a stadium the whole time. 
Like there's constantly people cycling in and out. So how do you even begin to correlate? Sure. I think we also, this is a little like unrelated, but I think Dota as a whole has a shitty social presence. Yeah. Like when I see something interesting happen in a lot of other games, my fucking timeline pops the fuck off and I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> I know when something in CSGO is happening. Yeah, I know insane. when like, sure. like, like, sh- like crazy shit in other games is happening. Yeah. With Dota, I don't think that's necessarily the case. You know, we don't we don't have that. And so it's harder for us to draw in viewers from other games. When our hype moments happen, unless it's like TI or some shit, people are just like, most people just don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about like, I mean, I guess I contribute to that because I'm never posting or sharing anything Dota related. I think as a whole, our talent and our players are much more insular and a little they we have that a little bit of like too cool to care attitude so we're just so cool i uh i've got a great example of that actually i sent this uh this video to somebody recently in the scene and uh it's a smash video of um of zane zane getting his new sponsor and the uh what the golden guardians or whatever their name is and he gets this new sponsor and they put together this video of him and it's it's just like it's definitely stuff that like if you when you're recording it like you have to accept maybe you're making a bit of a fool of yourself or something you just don't know if it's going to be cringy or good you know but this 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 player zane he puts himself out there and they record this content and stuff and it just is this really good introduction video for the sponsor and stuff and like i i'm looking at it i shared it with somebody else who's you know not involved in the smash scene and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it just like it goes around but you don't really see that sort of stuff with dota players at all <laughs> like like the most we get content wise is like maybe a ninjas in pajamas or alliance is putting together like post series interviews or something like that or actually the best ones usually cis teams where they actually have um like they'll have like post series interviews with uh, they'll actually talk with the captain and the coach you know and they'll talk about how the series went and stuff like a just short quick minute you know we don't have anything like that uh most of the time and that that is very very rare you know so it's just like if if the players don't put out content and you know the talent too in a way but especially the players if they don't put themselves out there as as brands as content to be consumed then there's no one to like personally link you you know there's no stake for a lot of people who just casually watch nothing to share game. in the first place yeah like i i showed that video to somebody and that person's like oh shit i want to watch zane you know this this kid looks great and i personally like i follow smash but i definitely the smash summit is going on right now mm-hmm. i am cheering more for zane than i would have before i already liked him he but, lost today but i watched zane <laughs> versus axe and i would tell you like last summit i would have been cheering for axe 100 percent. but this the the the, the zane versus axe matchup i was torn i wasn't sure which one i wanted to support you know are you looking this up right now <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> Was it Smash Summit 9? Wow, they really started cranking these things out, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Because Smash loves Summit and BTS loves Smash. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know what well, it, it, must, it must be nicer when you can actually get people to commit to your events because they have less stuff going it's on. Yeah, Smash uh, has 
Smash Summit is like actually their best event. Yeah. For for for, for Smash. Sure. And then the summit for Dota is like most Dota players don't want to go to the summit. Yeah, dude. We had it for the minor and and like even then we we even though it was a minor and most of those teams are not like uh they're trying to compete at the, at the highest level, but like, you know, you're none of these captains are puppy hiding secrets, you know, or hiding knowledge and stuff, but most of these guys didn't want to go on the couch, you know. It's like it's going to be even worse at like a major where you've got teams competing to go to TI. They, they don't, they don't want to spend time being on a couch, man, talking about the game. Is that because we have like it's because there's no they don't see for most of these players, they don't see the immediate gratification of growing their brand. Mm -hmm. What they do see is hey, if I put in this extra these extra hours of pubs or talking to my teammates or thinking about this game or relaxing or whatever, my game performance goes higher and maybe I'll perform better at this tournament that pays me out immediately. They don't see the, oh, if I grow my social media presence or if the game gets bigger or whatever, I can sell more merch or I can have more leverage in contract negotiations or something like that. They, they don't see that immediate gratification for it because the ecosystem just isn't set up that way for Dota. It's like, but it's like from both sides, right? It's like both the high, the the fact that the high is so high that it dwarfs the high. The highest high is being able to win TI and make shit tons of money and being world famous, right? And that that's like incredibly high compared to what building your brand can kind of do for you. But then the 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 low end of it is also the fact that the tier two scene isn't supported well enough that there isn't enough like content. There isn't you know, these organizers who want to be able to buy into teams and stuff like that, that it's just like, so, you know, you're going to focus on the highest of high, right? But it's a, it's, it's an angle at both ends, right? TI is a, is a monster that dwarfs everything in comparison and the tier two, tier two, tier three scene isn't supported. So it isn't, is it, it isn't enjoyed by viewers. They don't like watching it. You know, as a tangent, I want to say I fucking love Lil. He might be a huge <laughs> asshole or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he fucking puts himself out there and uh, he yeah. tweets. And sometimes it's some real assholeish stuff. But goddamn, this scene like needs shit like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I think if he, if sometimes he tweeted in English, it would just be better because you know, like a lot of times it's just in Russian, and so only the CIS scene really gets to see his shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like he should just do two. Like one in English, what <laughs> in Russian, you know? So like, we can build the international audience. Yeah, like, like I think honestly, like the the scene needs storylines like that. It needs shit like that. People like put your shit out there. I don't know how much Lil is trying to be a, a heel for Dota Two, but goddamn, he's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether it's intentional or not, <laughs> bless you. Maybe he's playing four G chess. Maybe he knows. Or I, I, he, uh, sees, he sees the PPD strategy and he's just like, I can do that. I can be that person. Maybe. But I, I legit, I, I don't know because I'm not on the CIS scene, but uh, a reputation like that hurts you in a team game. Yeah, right? it does. It's, so. You're m less likely to be asked for to try out for this team. Right, limiting your prospects like that. Who knows? May have just limited. You may have just lost your chance to go to TI because you know FNG didn't want to pick up a troublemaker like Lil on Gambit. Next thing you know, Gambit's at TI. Right, stuff like that. I just want to say, aggressive boys got closer. <laughs> they did. 
aggressive aggressive mode aggressive mode i i feel real bad for aggressive mode they they were one game away from uh making it to the major or uh two one series away from making it to the major two times in a row and then they had a third chance to be able to go through the minor qualifiers and failed there as well just they did so well at the beginning and then just choked every Every which way afterwards. Their games were too early for me, so I cannot. Yeah, cannot watch. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joey didn't fucking watch. <laughs> if it's too early for us, it's definitely too early for Joey. Hey, man, I I got up by like eleven today. I was very proud of myself. No. Yay! <laughs> I'm a real human adult. I know how to manage my sleep schedule. Don't worry, Charlie can't judge you. I know. Yeah, Charlie's yeah, I can't. Schedule. I can't. <laughs> listen, listen my, to be fair though, my sleep schedule fluctuates wildly depending on what I need to do. Like tomorrow, I have to get up at six a.m. Yeah, for what, Charles? To go snowboarding, you <laughs> asshole, <laughs> at fucking Big Bear. Uh, I'm sorry that you have to go there. Yeah, me too. You'll probably have a good time. Um, but you know, you know, on other days, I'll I'll wake up at like fucking four. PM. That's a little gross. <laughs> it, it, it's very gross. It's very, very gross. That's real degenerate hours there. Man. Well, I'm glad that we uh, fixed Dota. Yes, this podcast is fixed Dota. I hope Valve and Tournament it's no longer a dead all game. listen. Listen, this is the I feel like this is the most amount of Dota this podcast has ever had. Now we're going to get feedback the opposite direction. They'll be like, I liked it when you made jokes about penises. <laughs> we can talk about poop again, guys. I'm back. <laughs> oh, man. 